Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And today we decided to talk about something a little different. We've talked about scary stories in the past. We've talked about games even. Think of Bloody Mary or The Hook Man, The Candy Man. These different little games that people would either look in the mirror and chant a name a certain amount of times, go into a closet, chant the name a couple of times. What's really interesting about many of those old stories is you're often just chanting a name a lot of times and waiting to see something happen. Most of these stories don't really have any truth to them. The idea of saying Bloody Mary three times all alone in a bathroom with some candlelight and a mirror is believed to summon a witch. But... We, from what we've learned and from what people claim, the evidence really just supports the fact that people only get scared when they're in there and it makes them feel like they're seeing a wish, that their face is distorting. Same with the candy man who can rub his hook up against your neck is simply just the hair rising on the back of your neck when you start to feel a little spooked. No real truth behind them that we know of, not saying they don't exist, be careful when say, you're playing games. Yeah, um, not to say that it can't open doorways, but why would absolutely. you want to do that? <laughs> why take the chance? But with that said, uh, there is a game out there. It's been around for several years now. I think it goes dates back to about 2009. Really picked up between 2010, 2011, and has just become huge since then. Many of you have probably heard of this game. Others, maybe not so much. But it is a game that is titled as The Elevator Game. It's got a number of other names as well, but here in the U.S. it's mainly known as The Elevator Game. And we'll get a little into what exactly that is, but a little history behind why I wanted to talk about this particular uh, game. In February, I can't remember, I think it's February 6th, I may be mistaken, uh, so make sure you check uh, your local listings, Netflix primarily. Uh, there's going to be a mini series that is a document, a documentary about this game and about a young woman, 20 years old, uh, 21 years old, by the name of Elisa Lamb, who went missing. And there's some really strange video evidence of this person in an elevator who seems to be 
talking to somebody who isn't on camera, is acting really strange, uh, is pressing elevator buttons like crazy, but ultimately just walks out of the elevator and is never heard from again. And there's a lot of speculation that this woman was playing the elevator game, which is basically a game that can transport you into another world another dimension uh there's even one that says it transports you into hell so we'll get more into the game itself soon but justin before we go on like i, I want to just give the history of elisa lamb so people know exactly what the story is and what was happening why it even became so popular uh but in your research, is there anything distinctive about this game that maybe separates it from some of these other ones like Bloody Mary or the Candyman or Hookman or anything like that? Um, I mean, there was plenty because there's, there's several different accounts. Um, primarily the ones that say they won the game, quote unquote, won the game, have very, very terrible effects after that and we'll get into those in a little bit after we talk about uh, Elisa Lamb but uh some of the the imagery that's seen is really really odd uh just the fact that it's this game in particular which just as an FYI I had never heard of this um I had heard of of the situation with Elisa Lamb and um I believe and I could be completely wrong on this but I believe the movie Dark Water was kind of based on this story. Um, but just the fact that this game is way more, I guess, interactive mm -hmm. than those other games. In those other games, you're sitting in a room in the dark and you scare yourself by your own reflection by, by most, by scientific explanation. It's just, you're scaring yourself. Uh, where this one, uh, it's a little more involved it's not to say that maybe these people aren't possibly hallucinating or something. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's odd and really freaking weird. Right. Uh, and I completely agree with you. There's some really interesting things that the winners or people we, I wouldn't call them winners per se, but right, people right. who successfully <laughs> made their way back to, that's why I said dimension. quote unquote, <laughs> right. Uh, and one of the big things about this particular story regarding the game is that people who claim to have come back, you know, they have all these stories, but there are plenty of people who based on uh, other person's records, records of friends and stuff who've played this game, we've never heard of again, according to the legend, they just vanish and nobody knows what mm -hmm. happens. Uh, so, but before we do that, the whole reason this even really became big, and this was, uh, this happened, let me put it this way. The, the, there wasn't a direct link or isn't a direct link between the game and, and uh, Elisa Lamb. It wasn't until about a year or two or several years later that there was some type of link. And that was based on this video evidence that people were, were seeing uh, that it's basically all over the web. We can actually post that for you guys as well. So you can click on the link. Uh, but if you just look up Lisa, Elisa Lamb, you'll find it. But <clears throat> I just want to stay and, and I'm only saying this because I did. This is something I'm reading this from the ghost in my really 
deep, informative uh, website uh, based on this particular story. But one thing that he had mentioned here, and I think is very important to to announce as well, is that Justin and I, I don't think we necessarily believe that this person is linked to this game, uh, but we just want to remind everyone that this is a person. This is someone who not only lost her life, but who has been mourned by many people, who family members who, who are mourning her, who are trying to figure out uh, what happened. This happened uh, years ago now. I think it was 2000. I want to say it was 2008, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Might have been a little before that. I'll, I'll find out as we're going through this. But <clears throat> she, there, there was a investigation into her disappearance and her death. And to this day, it is unsolved. Uh, so I think jumping to conclusions like it's supernatural is a little dangerous, uh, especially when we don't know the exact truth. Uh, if anyone who maybe knew this woman uh, might be listening in and is strongly against this type of uh, discussion. But nonetheless, I think it's important to bring up as there is some sort of connection to the game or at least in types of the story itself in, in terms of the story itself. So a little about Elisa and we're going to get in depth here. So buckle your seatbelts, folks. Just to clarify really quick, it was 2013. It was 2013. Yep, I just saw that. So thank you for that, Justin. Um, so in January of 2013, Elisa Lam, whose Cantonese name was Lam Ho Yi, uh, she was 21 years old. She was born in Vancouver, British Columbia, on April 30th of 1991. Now, she had attended the University of British Columbia, although she wasn't at that time enrolled for the spring semester. She had bipolar disorder and depression and took several different medications to help manage these conditions. She had several blogs, one on Blogspot, another on Tumblr, and she mostly wrote about her experiences living with bipolar disorder and depression and posted images of fashion photography and jotted down various quotes that resonated with her. Now at the end of January of 2013, Lam left Canada for a solo trip to California in the US. Uh, she traveled mostly by train and bus according to court documents, uh, but it's believed she stopped in San Diego first, then carried on to Los Angeles with plans to visit Santa Cruz later on. She called her parents every day while she was away, mind you. Now on January 26th, Lam made reservations to stay uh, made reservations at Stay on Main, formerly the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Now on the 28th, she checked in, intending to stay until the 31st. She was initially assigned to, sh to a shared room on the fifth floor. However, two days later, she was reassigned to a private room at the request of the other tenants of the shared room. The second room was also on the fifth floor. Now on January 31st, this is her supposed last day at the hotel uh, when she was supposed to check out. She ended up visiting a bookstore located around the corner from Stay on Main called The Last Bookstore. Side note, it's a really cool bookstore for anyone who's interested in checking that out in LA. You should do that. Um, but when she was there, she purchased presents for her family. Uh, she also conversed with the manager who described her as very outgoing, very lively, very friendly. On this day, she was also observed at Stay on Main by hotel staff. But she didn't check out that day. 
not as she originally intended, nor did she call her parents. She just vanished. Her family ended up reporting her missing. And on February 6th, the LAPD announced that they were investigating Lamb's disappearance. A week later, they were still looking for her, but they had acquired footage from a surveillance camera at Stay on Main, reportedly recorded on February 1st, and, real, and released it to the public. The video, which is about four minutes in length and had been filmed from inside one of the hotel's elevators, showed Lamb behaving unusually. Now, she steps inside, crouches down, and pushes four or five buttons on the elevator's control panel, pokes her head outside of the elevator and looks around, steps back inside and presses herself against the wall on the right-hand side of the elevator, steps back out of the elevator and gestures briefly with her arms, steps back inside and pushes more buttons, steps outside yet again and gestures some more, and then she finally steps away and out of frame. About 30 seconds later, the elevator doors, which have been open for the duration of this video thus far, finally close. In the last minute of the video or so, the doors open and close again several times. Although it's not clear whether the elevator itself remains stationary or whether it travels to other floors between the times the doors shut and open again. Now, on February 19th, a maintenance worker responding to hotel guests' complaints that the water pressure in the rooms was low and had an odd taste when uh, at the time. So he went to check out the hotel's water tanks. To access them, he took an elevator to the 15th floor, then a staircase from that floor to the roof, turned off the roof alarm, climbed onto the platform that held the four tanks, and used the ladder to access the top of the main tank. This is all important information here. When he opened the 1,000 gallon tank, he found the remains of Alyssa Lamb floating inside. Her clothing had been removed and her phone was missing. It has never been recovered. Now the coroner's report, which is dated February 21st of 2013, ruled her death as an accidental drowning. The toxic toxicology report was incomplete due to a lack of preserved materials on which to perform tests. However, it showed nothing out of the ordinary. Traces of the medication she took uh, to manage her bipolar disorder and depression were present, as were a few traces of over-the-counter over, uh, over drugs, including ibuprofen. Uh, so too was there a little bit of alcohol, but an incredibly small amount. Now, she had no other substances or recreational drugs in her system at the time of her death. And according to her sister, she was not known to have had any suicidal uh, ideations or to have made attempts in the past. But of course, that leaves us with many questions. What exactly happened to Elisa Lamb? Uh, was somebody chasing her? Did she see somebody that we couldn't see? Uh, why was her clothing removed? Why was she inside the tank and how did she get in there? Mind you, there was an alarm that had to be taken down. She had to access the roof. She had to lift the lid and she had to close the lid. And I don't believe there's stairs like a ladder going into the water tank. It's just a drop. Uh, so how would she have closed it on her way in? Um, you know, and of course, what happened to her phone? But the biggest question is, of course, what was she doing in the surveillance video? 
Now, this is, of course, all, all this information is courtesy of the ghostinmymachine.com. I want to give them that credit, uh, as most of what I just said is directly stated from uh, or quoted from that website. But <clears throat> what's really interesting, I think, about this is that the only video evidence that has ever been released and that we even know about is this single elevator camera. Apparently, there's no cameras in the hallways that saw her. Or maybe there just aren't any cameras in the hallways. I don't know. Uh, that information has never been released. There's no cameras on the roof. There's really just nothing. Just this one camera on the elevator. Um, there's a lot of speculation that maybe she was murdered. And the evidence, in my opinion, kind of pretty much points toward that. Uh, when you consider somebody who had access to the roof, who was able to turn off the alarm, things like that. This could have very well been a coworker or somebody who worked there, I mean, um, who she had met or who somehow lured her up there, uh, drugged her even, who knows. Um, but there are other claims and one is directly linked to this elevator footage. And it's because this elevator footage seems eerily similar to the elevator game. And so with that, Justin, I think I'm going to hand it over to you to tell us a little bit about this elevator game. Well, where to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we'll just kind of start with uh, kind of the rules and what the what it's kind of all about. Uh, I got a lot of my information from Ranker.com. Uh, it actually didn't go into a whole lot of depth um in regards to Lisa Elisa Lamb so I was actually intrigued by what you were telling us cuz there there was not a whole lot on there um the one thing that came to my mind when you were when you were talking about the video and stuff is outside of the fact that she was found in the water tank um it, it, she would have had to have knowledge of all of that getting to the the roof and turning off the alarm uh, but just looking at the video footage it almost seems like since she had mental disorders um maybe a bad reaction between medications and and the alcohol and stuff uh but after you look at it a little bit further that you know her clothes were missing um she would have had to have prior knowledge of all of that, that she could get to the roof, that she had to set off an or turn off an alarm. So it, that part really is disturbing as far as what happened to her. Um, but here, here's kind of the, the rules and, and how to play the game. Uh, first, the prospective player must choose a building with at least 10 accessible floors. It has to be at least 10 and locate an elevator that can be used without anyone else trying to get on it at the same time. The player will then enter the elevator from the first floor, but absolutely must be completely alone. Once in the elevator, the player must visit each of the following floors in exactly this order, pressing the next button just after arriving at each. 4, 2, 6, 2, 10, 5, 1. Upon pressing the button to once again return to the first floor, if the elevator begins to move up instead of down, 
when the ritual has been successful and the next floor the player arrives at will be the portal to another dimension. However, if the elevator obeys and begins descending to the first floor, the player must exit the elevator and the building as quickly as possible and not for any reason look back. Now, um, there were other articles that I saw that kind of contradicted this, but um, basically what is it's saying is you should be going back up to the 10th floor. When, when you click that one, it should not go down to one. It should go up to 10. If it goes right. up to 10, you've completed the sequence and you are in the game. Uh, if it goes down to one, um, this one says you should leave immediately. Other articles said keep repeating the sequence until it goes up again and then you're starting to play the game. In my personal op opinion if the game basically kicks me out of the game I'm getting the hell out of there because that means I wasn't supposed to play this game in the first place. Um, but uh, some of the other things that kind of go with this is there is a I guess you can in video standards, call her an NPC. Uh, there's a woman that, uh, when playing the elevator game, there's a good chance a woman will try to enter the elevator when the doors open at the fifth floor. If this happens, the player should not look at her, speak to her, or otherwise acknowledge this woman. Uh, people who reportedly spoke with or glanced at the woman said she quickly became hostile with one player, taunted so aggressively she attacked the unknown woman another player began dreaming about the woman with her getting progressively closer to him him in the dream each night only one player has claimed the woman assisted them in remembering how to get home though alleged, allegedly she now continues to haunt them to this day uh, players who make it to the other dimension mention a red cross and darkness if the ritual carries out properly, the 10th floor should have a cast of darkness and a faint red glow. Uh, some players report red glow comes from a cross-like structure in the distance, which they can never get close enough to see clearly, while others say there is no cross, only the glow. However, nearly all players describe how they are completely alone in this other dimension, with the woman from the fifth floor if she entered the elevator, refusing to explore with them. Some also report it is incredibly dark and the heavy air is suffocating. So one of the very interesting things about this, this particular part specifically, is if you enter this other dimension, there's nobody around. Now, me personally, when I think of alternate realities on another dimension i feel that there are probably other beings living there or people um mm -hmm. so it's very weird that if you enter into this dimension and some people are saying spiritual dimension but i would still think if you enter a spiritual dimension you would be seeing something other than just right. darkness and red well, glow do we do have the woman who shows up on the fifth floor uh, right. and steps onto the elevator. So there's somebody. Uh, and the people, I mean, there have been some stories where they see people, but they are not allowed to, again, you don't talk to them. You keep your eyes low. You keep your head down. You don't acknowledge anyone whatsoever. Uh, the people who apparently have, 
as far as we know, because nobody actually knows what they're assuming they have, they've gone missing. Uh, what I'm gathering from this information in, in terms of what this dimension actually looks like is it's basically a mirrored, uh, a mirrored version of your of yourself, of your own life, uh, or of your world. So you may not see friends or people in general. It may just be you in a alternate upside down world, basically, uh, that you're looking at. Because if you were to look outside, it should look exactly like whatever city you're in, just with all of its lights shut down and that one red cross glowing in the distance. Uh, one other thing I actually want to bring up here, though, is you <clears throat> told us the story of how to get into this dimension, how, how to play this game and venture out into uh, who knows what this land is, right? But I think it's important to know for those of you who make it, how to return from that dimension and come back home. Because if you don't, you're just stuck in this alternate dimension and that's that, uh, which is probably possibly what happened to people. We don't know. But <clears throat> there are two options at the 10th floor. Mind you, again, as Justin said, uh, we're, I'm just going to brush through the original how to get there first again. Uh, press the button for the fourth floor. When, oh, wait, looking at the wrong thing. Do, 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 do. Okay, yeah, venturing out. Enter your chosen building, blah, blah, blah. Press for the fourth floor. When the elevator reaches the fourth floor, do not get out. Press for the button for the second floor. Then when you get there, you press for the sixth floor. Then when you reach that, you go to the second floor. When you reach the second floor, hit the 10th floor, reach the 10th floor, hit the fifth floor. When you reach the fifth floor, that's when the young woman may enter the elevator. Again, you don't look at her, don't speak to her, nothing. Uh, press the button for the first floor. That's when one or two things happen, like Justin said, it either goes down to the first floor, get out, don't talk to the lady, just leave. Or if it goes to the 10th floor, that's when you have one of two options here. You can either get out and explore or you could stay in the elevator. Now, if you stay in the elevator, all you simply have to do is hit the button for the first floor. If it doesn't work, keep hitting it until it does. Once you reach the first floor, walk out and you're done. However, if you choose to get out of the elevator and explore this alternate world, uh, this dimension, whatever it is, then there's a process to return back home. Now, what you have to do first and foremost is choose the exact same elevator that you got off on. You can't use any other elevator. It has to be the exact one you got off on. So if you got two elevators and you hit the button for it to show up and maybe you're in the right one originally and the left opens up, don't get in. Wait for the right one. Now, do, 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 where are we at? When you enter the elevator, press the buttons in the same order you did steps two through eight of venturing out and you should end up finishing on the fifth floor. So you're basically, I think you're doing it backwards. Everything that you just previously did uh, from the 10th floor, you then go backwards and end on the fifth floor. At that point, right. after you get to the fifth floor, press the button for the first floor. The elevator will again ascend to the 10th floor. Press any other but floor buttons to cancel the ascension. You must press the button uh, you use to cancel the ascension before you reach the 10th floor. And nobody knows what happens if that happens. If you reach the 10th floor again, we don't know. But eventually you reach the first floor, check your surroundings very carefully, see if anything seems off. 
Even the very small, slightest little detail, do not exit the elevator. If you detect something's wrong, repeat steps two, uh, step two until your surroundings look as they should. Once you're confident you're in your own real world, you may safely exit the elevator. Um, so I don't know if people have actually done this where they did the reverse order. I think it's reverse order. That's it's it's weird. Some people say it's a reverse order, uh, like do it all backwards. Other say just redo the same sequence again. The starting... article I said said the same sequence. So yeah. Uh, so I don't really know. I don't know what other people have done, but nonetheless, that's how you would return. Which is messed up because then you're pretty much screwed if somebody told you the wrong way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you're not true. going back. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, and not, nothing that I read, and maybe yours is different, said that the woman is still on the elevator when you get back on. Or it, as no. so long as you choose the, the same one. Right. No, uh, nothing states that. Uh, all it says is that when she's on the elevator with you, if you get on the 10th floor, uh, you know, you may either choose to get off or stay on. And if you choose to get off, the woman who entered the elevator on the fifth floor will ask you, where are you going? What are you doing? Don't answer her. Don't look at her. Just keep on walking. Um, and that's that. Like, we don't know. We don't know if she follows you. We don't know if... Uh, she stays on the floor or on the elevator and just when the door's closed, she disappears. We don't know. And we don't know what the, uh, we have no idea as to what would happen if you were to actually talk to her. Uh, some claim that this is not actually a person. It's a person who's not actually a person. And in our world, that could only mean one thing. It's some sort of demonic entity or if you're more into the extraterrestrial side of stuff. Maybe it's an alien. We don't know. But <clears throat> if you talk to a demonic entity, that's going to, of course, open another door, possibly into your own body. And this woman takes possession of you. And that's how people end up dying during this game. One quick little fact here. There is no significant evidence that anyone has actually died playing this game. There's also no significant evidence that anyone has actually played this game. Uh, this is, of course, first and foremost, a story that seems to be made up or has developed in uh, South Korea. That's where it seems like it originated. Uh, and of course, being the internet, there was no return. This would you get to the 10th floor, alternate reality or whatever, new dimension, that's it. That's how it ends. Done. That's the original story, but with the internet, once it met the Western world, especially uh, being the Americas, people started adding on to it and they added this return sequence on how to get back. So much like many of the other things you talked about, uh, Slender Man probably being one of the biggest uh, in relevant history is this was a story that was a creepypasta that was added to it over time. And it's become this crazy manifestation of possibly something a little more realistic. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. Right. Right. Well, and in this article that I read, 
it, it talks about some people who survive, some people who haven't um, come back. It doesn't give names, of course, but mm -hmm. um, like this this article was a, was a little odd because it it'll tell a story and then says the person never came back. Well, then how did we get this full account of what happened to them if they didn't come back? <laughs> right. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's where this whole idea, again, um, of story comes in. A, a lot of this, like a lot of what we shared here today and some other stories you shared in the past, of course, are simply just stories. They're legends. They're make-believe. These are things to get people spooked, you know? Um, mm. But some people believe in these stories and when they believe mm -hmm. in these stories and we've talked about it in the past uh one person believing it might affect them multiple people believing could manifest something significant and maybe even mm -hmm. real uh at least real to them right. so you know when you talk about something like a full account uh of someone who never returned and how did we get that account you right. have to really just chalk it up to being a story. Somebody just made it up and threw it on the internet and it, gullible people, clearly many <laughs> don't see that as being the truth. Like, oh, this is crazy. This person never returned, but look at this whole account. Man, I got to tell everybody. Tell them well, what? and yeah, it doesn't go into uh, their phone was found or, or, you know, notes or notebook or, you know, anything like that. Right. So... It's like, who are they like, conversing to outside of this realm? I mean, <laughs> it's not like they're texting people because the story says that, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but it, the story says that it, when you get off on the 10th floor and you're in this other dimension, no electronics work. That's why the lights are out, by the way. Uh, your phone doesn't work. Nothing you have electronic on you works. No flashlights work, nothing. So there's no way, according to the story, to reach out to anybody uh, and talk to them through dimension you know there's no veil to like reach to the other side yeah this this article didn't go into to that part or, or that anybody had even tried to use their phone or anything um one thing that i find interesting is, is uh it goes into detail as to tell if you're it in another dimension other than the, the red glow um other than that darkness um it says for instance Foods may smell wrong, like popcorn giving off a meaty odor, or things may appear inexplicably strange. Sounds may become confusing, like a bird chirping weirdly. These things all suggest a player might not have returned home after all, if if they did the sequence wrong. Um, and are still stuck in this other dimension. Um, I'm assuming you would probably have these other things happening um, if you continue to venture around and start noticing things. Um, so let's get into some of these accounts because to me, um, some of them were just really weird. And like I said, take these with a grain of salt because some of them, it makes it sound like they they didn't return, but we somehow have an account of them. So, and I don't know if uh, the website you're using went into any of this at all, um, as far as accounts of this. But um, players report waking up in in and dreaming about this other world afterward. 
one player who chose to remain anonymous accidentally looked right at the woman when she got on the elevator at the fifth floor. After the woman goaded the player into attacking her, the elevator eventually released the player on the first floor. So she didn't even make it to the 10th floor because she acknowledged the woman and basically the game ejected her out. Uh, But after returning home and going to sleep, the player began having reoccurring dreams of being back in the elevator. She had a dream each night of being in the other world, able to use the elevator the first night, but only the arduous stairs every night afterward. She fears being trapped there, but there is no way to know what happened to her. Uh, Another believed they had made it home, but woke up in the 10th floor hallway in the next morning. Um, An unknown entity has followed many players home. Uh, One player claimed the woman who entered the elevator on the 5th floor followed him home and banged on his windows at night laughing at him. Another dream, another dreamed they were back in the other dimension every night and noticed the woman watching them while they went out during the day. Many have felt a presence behind them, following them long after finishing the game. Another player thought he, the ritual had failed until bloody footsteps showed something had followed him out of the elevator. Um, there is accounts of a player named Alex reportedly saw the woman get an, on the elevator with him at the fifth floor, but he accidentally looked at her before stumbling out of the elevator at the tenth floor. When searching for the purported red cross in the distance, he saw numerous crosses, all with people being crucified and burned on them. When the elevator returned to take him home, it was full of burned corpses. Another player, Sammy, only saw the woman's feet and dress, but after arriving at the 10th floor, he saw body parts covering the red cross. Um, Last part of this particular article, the elevator game can drive people insane. Several players have reported hearing strange sounds, have visions, and experiencing extreme paranoia after completing the game. Hell of a reward, in my opinion. Others simply can't stop shaking. One player believed the woman had followed him home, so he posted on Reddit pleading for help, revealing he had even purchased a gun. Others live in a state of paranoia, afraid they haven't really made it back home. One person saw the face of the woman everywhere she went and whenever she slept. Did you come across any accounts like that? No, I didn't actually. Um, although my research is mainly focused on the history of the story and what seemingly happened to Lisa Lamb. Uh, but that's pretty horrifying stuff. Like if any of those accounts are real, and we're definitely looking at more of a hellish world as opposed to something that's just simply a spiritual simple spiritual dimension. I mean, obviously there is this belief of parallel universes that are split up via dimension and that depending on what dimension you enter, you might encounter something different. Some of these could be a little more horrifying, some of them much more lighthearted or maybe something more like a purgatory uh, type of thing where people are just, there's thousands of people or millions and they're just standing there doing nothing but just standing. So 
I think like this particular one obviously seems creepy, especially just the thought of a right across in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, last was, I think it was last week I was sitting at the computer here and I, I've got a window that looks out over my street and I just had this, like I was envisioning what it would look like to look out over my street where there's not many lights out, but there could be, if there was a red cross in the distance glowing and how really just eerie and quite <laughs> creepy it is a thought. Um, well, so what's interesting about that is, um, you know, you're saying people that thought it, maybe it's a hell dimension and most people, um, especially Christian people, will associate an inverted cross right. with hell. Right. And, you know, in, in regards to that, at least in terms of reason, the inverted cross is something that was uh, mainly created by mainstream media, Hollywood, well, right. primarily, right? right? So obviously when people are thinking, oh, an inverted cross, that's what we should see in a hellish dimension. That's not entirely accurate. We, we don't know that. I mean, it's possible that demons or devils, uh, Satan himself might use it, uh, knowing what people believe and therefore it, right? might use it in conjunction with that. Uh, but it, it's more so, I, I don't know, it just seems somewhat unlikely to me to, to just be like, oh, here's a representation of hell. It's the cross upside down, but it could be. Who knows? We don't really know. Uh, there's accounts of hell in the Bible. There's accounts of uh, of heaven in the Bible. Now, these aren't like actual accounts of, uh, of people going into hell necessarily, but it's just this idea either by the word of the spirit uh, of what it is or by the word of God, what you can expect. But right. maybe heaven and hell mirror each other. Maybe that's how God designed them. So whatever you would see in heaven would be the opposite in hell. Uh, and the polar opposite at that. So if there is a cross, which I highly doubt God has a crucifix stance sitting up there. I mean, <laughs> it's a little weird. Uh, then there's no link that there is. I mean, there's, you know, jeweled city and rivers that shimmer uh, and gold and all this stuff, you know. But um, it could be the very, very different in hell. Mm. We just don't know what that would look like. Right. All right. So, um, any other bits of information that you came across before we go to break? Uh, no, not at the moment. I am looking currently before we go to break, I'm looking at this video again, uh, and just trying to see if I could debunk anything here, but we can talk about that when we come back. All right, folks, you've been listening to Paratruth radio right here on new lantern media. Um, we will be right back right after this. Hey Hey there! there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.
Hey everyone, I'm Kat Ward, host of Paranormal Heart. Join me on the second and last Sunday of each month as I speak to people who share their paranormal experiences. We talk about ghosts, cryptids, aliens and UFOs, and so much more. You can follow me on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and any place you find fine podcasts. Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we've been talking about the elevator game. The elevator game to hell. The elevator to other dimensions. How to get to other dimensions by elevator. Those are just some of the names of this game. Uh, but there are many more too. <laughs> um, you know, as I actually, right before break, I was about to move on to something else, but I forgot that I was going to talk about this other thing i was literally just doing a moment ago um before break i said that i was just looking at this video again and wanted to see if i could debunk something in my article regarding elisa lamb uh there was a statement made by the publisher who said it is on we're uncertain as to whether or not the elevator when it was closing and opening again by itself and closing and opening the doors, uh, whether or not it was actually moving uh, to different floors or just seemed to stay on the floor, that one floor, you know, and opening and shutting. But I could tell you right now, based on the video, it was moving by floors. I don't know if it was going up or down, but it was. And that's very clear based on a couple noticeable things that I noticed. So the, the first two are very small, very small details uh, because the floors almost look exactly identical and the walls are exactly identical minus one little detail on the very first, the main video uh, wall. Uh, you'll look, when you look at the video, you'll see that when Elisa Lamb is in the video or in the shot, and even when she walks out, you have three white joints on the wall right outside. It's a gray wall uh, and you have three white joints but in between the first and second joint, there's this little white triangle uh, with a little point on it uh, that sits between them. And then when the elevator shuts and opens back up, that little square, that point is no longer there, which would debunk that it's on the same floor because that camera didn't move at all. Uh, right. Finally, again, we see it a third time open and that's when it's on a different floor for sure because the wall is orange. So completely different room at that point. The other thing I want to, to, to just state here is there's this whole, you know, obviously this idea that it's linked with the elevator game. Now, we only got as much footage as LAPD released to us. We don't know mm -hmm. what happened prior to it. We don't know if anything else happened after that. But what we see is this woman who is pushing the buttons, the multiple of them. But we don't see her actually on the elevator prior to this. And we don't know if she rode the elevator up. She might have taken the stairs. She may have never really left after a certain amount of time. You know, we don't know. Uh, but it looks to me like it, it doesn't look like she's on in another dimension. Whatever she's doing, it, it could be her bipolar disorder. If anything, that's what it kind of looks like. Because there are moments where, yes, she's looking around the corners like she's seeing something. Mm -hmm. But then she jumps out of the elevator almost like a little kid. Both feet come off the floor and she hops off the elevator and it looks both ways. 
And then she just stands there, moves off to the side, then walks back in. And there's a couple of times when she's gesturing where it looks like she's actually talking to somebody who's completely off screen. And, and many times you're just seeing her arm and that's it. Uh, so I don't really know what is happening there. She could have been on a, some other drugs that just seem to have, unfortunately, uh, left her system after, you know, within that week after she had passed uh, in the water, plus all that water probably washed a lot away after as she decomposed. Um, but I guess we'll never really know until hopefully some other evidence comes forward or somebody comes forward uh, to state otherwise. So, Well, we're also assuming that this game physically takes you somewhere. Right. Um, if it's you're traveling to a dimension and your mind only goes there, which nobody really knows uh, how this all works, but if your mind goes there, you have kind of an astral projection, out-of-body experience type deal. Um, your body could still be functioning normally, and, and that's why the elevator didn't pick up an alternate dimension, because... Really, the body, you know, the physical world didn't change. It was the the mentality or the, the mental state, uh, right? Changed. No, and you're absolutely correct. Uh, that could be exactly what's happening here, uh, which is even more scary, really, because I mean, you wouldn't know it at the time, but to know that there are people right. around you, but you're not all there. Uh, <laughs> right. You're you you don't end up lost in a dimension. You end up lost in your own mind. Uh, which is also very frightening. Right. Uh, which, again, could have you could have been walking up to somewhere else and happened to fall in to the water tank. You right. know, who knows? We don't know. But that still raises the question: Why the uh, roof uh, alarm didn't go off? Right. Um, right. Did it malfunction? Did somebody see her in this manic state, whether it was otherworldly or not? And maybe, like you said, a, a employee uh, found her in this state. That's who she's t talking to off screen. And it it didn't go into detail as far as if they did any type of uh, rape kit or anything on her, right? It nope. I haven't seen anything about that, so we don't we don't know. Uh, I think one thing that might be interesting for our listeners to know, though, is I mentioned it early on in the episode, Stay on Main. That's the name of this hotel in L.A. Uh, currently. Before that, it was the Cecil Hotel, and it has a very dark history uh, in terms of murder and suicide. So that's something else to consider is that this place very well could be haunted. In fact, there's, e there's even uh, some suggestion anyway there's no one no one seems to have been able to find any proof of it or evidence uh but there's belief that uh what's her name the girl of the black dahlia murder oh I, yeah i can't i don't know her, think of her Every, name. i always have to look it up but <laughs> yeah well uh there's word that supposedly she had frequented the cecil hotel uh on several occasions to drink and talk with somebody. elizabeth short was her name that's right elizabeth short uh again there's no evidence proving that but there's thought that she was there there's uh two people that have been there for sure that were both murderers um one 
was a serial killer. And the other one was pretending to be a journalist who was doing some work uh, for the journal who was actually murdering uh, the um, sex traffickers or were women uh, who were stuck in sex trafficking. So, you know, it, it does have a history of murder and suicide and that in and of, its, in and of itself can create all kinds of uh, hysteria uh, amongst the mind and amongst the spiritual realm, as well as we know uh, when we think about negative hauntings, especially. Mm, yeah. Why is it we we always have more questions than answers when we do oh, these man. shows? <laughs> I don't know. That's just for years. <laughs> well, final final thought. In your opinion, what? We'll we'll start with Elisa Lamb. Do you think yep. it was something spiritual, or do you think it was something where uh, her medication wasn't working and she somehow ended up meeting somebody, or somehow getting on that on that roof by herself without activating that that alarm? What are your thoughts yeah. on that? I mean, I I think this is and should be considered a murder investigation i think is probably murder by whom don't know the only people though based on what i'm noticing based on this evidence that there's an alarm on the roof and how to get up there and all the things that you know someone has to know that roof so i think whoever would have possibly murdered her probably worked at the hotel uh, and knew it and understood you had to flip the alarm off uh, and they're probably the same one who took the the uh the phone mm. again there's no information that this person ever showed up or that anyone showed up on cameras. Uh, as far as we know, the only camera in the whole place was on this, on this elevator. Uh, so we don't know who she met or who she talked to. Uh, we just don't know. Uh, the only other, I, that's my first initial, that's what happened. But again, there's no evidence supporting that. Seems like she might have been kind of a homebody. She kept to herself, possibly, based on what little we can we know of her. Uh, and so I think it's possible that she had a flare-up, probably, of her bipolar disorder, and she was seeing things. And maybe, you know, who knows? There's so many things that happen with bipolar disorder. Um, so why her clothes were off? She could have done it herself. She could have jumped in or fell in, or we don't know. We just don't know. Um, but the phone is just, it's mysterious because you would think you should, somebody should be able to ping that and find out where it's at, regardless if it's on or off. Um, right. Even in 2013, that wasn't that long ago. So, right. They had ways of tracking phones, at least to the point where they did shut off. Right. So, so this, if it were, that's the only, I think that's the big clue that leads me to think this could have been a murder uh, or should be a murder investigation because whoever had it had to have destroyed it then. That's the only way that you wouldn't be able to track the phone anymore um, is to right. destroy that chip inside. So, but I don't know. Well, and if she had done it herself, um, there would have been the clothes too. Like the phone she could have like threw probably not very far, but through, and they might have not found it after they finally found her, but right. the clothes. and The clothes are weird. And, and like 
from what the thing said is she was completely naked, I think. Um, right. And if she did it herself, the only thing I could think is she was in, she fell in the water or jumped in the water. I don't know. Uh, and the clothes became very heavy and she was sinking and she took them all off to release the weight. If she did it herself, maybe. Right. But they still, I would assume have found remnants of the clothes. You would think though, right? Well, they found the clothes. They found the clothing. Oh, they did. Okay, I the, thought the they clothing. Didn't yes, find the clothing the was at the bottom of the tank that they had. Okay, the, there was just no phone. That's the only thing okay. missing. I missed that part. I, I thought the, that and the clothes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I personally, I think it, if it was something spiritual, um, regardless, I honestly feel that we would have seen a little more evidence as far as uh, maybe flickering of lights, something going by the, the camera as she finally left the elevator, you know, something. Um, But as far as, as her, how she died. Yeah. I honestly feel that there had to have been someone off camera. Um, She was obviously flipping off her meds. If she was, constantly going to different floors and and giggling and then being scared and then uh, finally just disappearing for good. Um, And if it was a worker, he would have known where the camera was in, in the elevator. He would have known that he could just take the stairs to find her. Um, And then eventually it, it doesn't say what floor she ended up on. They couldn't determine that. Right. Right. No, uh, they, at least we don't know. They didn't release that information anyway, or we don't have okay. that information. Uh, but the one other thing I, I think is, in, <laughs> this is all important information, but she, we were told that she's, she had bipolar disorder and depression or maybe bipolar depression. Uh, again, we don't know exactly, but we're just told the dep- bipolar depression, mm-hmm. neither of which would cause you to hallucinate or see anything. And based on two factors, one is I knew somebody who had schizophrenia. Uh, It was someone that I used to date. Her brother has schizophrenia. And also being that I'm obsessive compulsive, have obsessive compulsive disorder, which is highly linked to schizophrenia. They're of the same family. Um, Those are the only two things that you can put it this way. OCD you think something to be true, even though you know it isn't, but you can't fight the belief that it is the true. Urge, right? Yep. Schizophrenia, you see something that you know isn't real, but you can't fight the fact that it isn't. Um, you believe that it is. So the way she was acting in the video seems more schizophrenic than it does, obviously, bipolar or depression because bipolar disorder is a change in the, in mood um, but she was looking around like she actually saw something or was hiding from somebody don't know if it was out of fear it almost kind of looks like it was more of a game again one little thing that she did was hop over the threshold of the elevator uh, off of two feet like a little bunny hop it looked very playful to me so somebody was there I think I just don't know who nobody does so there's it's just really weird yeah well say it was bipolar if you factor in she probably had more than just one med to 
treat the bipolar mm-hmm. because they have to constantly experiment with the right medications. Um, over-the-counter medication in our system, for what? We don't know. They didn't release the determination of what that was. And a little bit of alcohol. Add all those factors together, and it could have thrown her into a state of psychosis. Very probably unlikely, but it is possible. It's possible, yeah. There, um, there is always that possibility. And again, unfortunately, the autopsy didn't bring back much information right. in terms of what could have happened. Uh, so right. we're, we're just out of luck on that one. Uh, I don't know if this investigation is ongoing or if it's just been closed up as a cold case. I was hopefully I would guess a cold case, yeah. Hopefully somebody will come along in the near future and reopen it. Uh, maybe someone who has more information or intel, uh, someone who might have better tactics and investigate in their best investigative technique. Uh, and we can get some real answers, um, not only for us who've seen this, but definitely for their, for her family and her friends who are just lost, you know, probably not never knowing what happened or why, you know, I'm sure that's a very difficult thing to go through. Right. Well, here's my cry to NBC dateline, get this case reopened so we can find out what actually happened to Elisa lamb. Um, so, uh, I guess final thoughts on the game. Do you think it's, it's possible that this is happening with all the accounts that I read and everything? Do you think that there's a way to go to an ultra dimension by using an elevator and randomly pressing buttons? Look, man, I want to say that there's a possibility. Okay. (laughs) I want to say that there's a possibility. Here's the problem with that, right? It is all by word of mouth. Everything that we've learned about this place is by story. There's no video evidence. There's no photos. There's no one on the elevator trying to, I mean, electronics go out. You can start it and maybe it glitches out. Like, oh, look what happened when I was playing this game. It glitched out. That gives maybe a little bit of, you know, maybe a little bit more credence to this game. Uh, But that could be easily fixed as well. through technology editing and stuff like that we don't there's ways around it um but the fact that this is all word of mouth and story and many of these stories are from people who apparently have gone missing and never returned it just it stacks up against it you know uh i I think this game is yet just another uh party trick something that you just do for fun and it gets you creeped out maybe something happens that's coincidental and you're like, oh man, wait, this isn't. We shouldn't be doing this anymore. Um, but my, myself included, I always leave that little room for the possibility that maybe this story is true, and that's exactly the reason why myself and really anybody listening shouldn't do it. Because right. if it is real, and you take that step off the elevator, or you accidentally look at the woman, or you say hi to somebody or something, in this case. Who knows what happens? Right. Well, I'm actually going to contradict this this time okay. and say that I believe that it is absolutely possible. Not not in the physical sense. I I feel that if you're playing this game, one of two things are going to happen. Either psychologically you're psyching yourself out, and then all of a sudden you're in this altered dimension, mm-hmm. um, and that's why. A lot of people will claim they get off the 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 elevator, 
um, and they think they go home, but they en ended up on still on the tenth floor. Uh, they go home and they start going into a state of psychosis. Um, and to me personally, and if there's any psychologists or psychiatrists out there, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but you would have to be on a very thin line mentally, in my opinion, to go that far off the, the edge just by playing this game. But to me that it is still possible. The other option being uh, you are opening a doorway, just like all those other games that we talked about earlier, just like Ouija board, just like, uh, uh, what is it? Sam, uh, is it Sam Sam? Sam what was that? <laughs> what was that other game that came out a couple years ago? Um, the one with the pencil? Yes. I don't know. But I can't I know remember there was the name a of it. Right. I can't remember the name of it, but that game, it, basically it was a, a Ouija board in, in a sense. Um, but you're opening a doorway, um, so you wouldn't pot, uh, necessarily go to a physical dimension, but your mind might go to a physical dimension or, or your, your spirit in a sense. Um, maybe you have an out-of-body experience and that's why people die because they can't get back to their body. Um, but yeah, in my opinion, it, not in the physical sense, no, but I, I think it's actually possible that this is happening, uh, in unintentionally by playing this game. So, okay. Um, and just, uh, for the record, the game is Charlie, Charlie, the challenge, Charlie, 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 Charlie challenge. Yeah. I don't know where Sam, Sam came from. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's an easier it kind name. of rhyme. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so in my personal opinion, I do agree with you in the sense that I don't think people should be playing this game. Uh, whether you believe you're opening a doorway or not, uh, you're you're messing with stuff that you don't know about. So I highly recommend that nobody be participating in this. I will absolutely not be participating in this game. Um, no. I mean... For crying out loud, I can't even look into a, a mirror straight on anymore with the stuff that I've learned doing paranormal you research. You are not wrong. I like at <laughs> night when I'm getting ready for bed, brushing my teeth or whatever. I just like if the worst part is if I look away from the mirror, the last thing I actually want to do is look back at the mirror. <laughs> Especially <laughs> as I live at home, I'm like I've seen the movies, I know what sometimes happens. <laughs> Lean down to like put some water in your mouth or on your face and look up. And... No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the skeptics out there, you can call us scaredy cats by all means. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but You're only uh, yeah, skeptic that's... until it happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but that's all we've got for you for the elevator game, guys. Um, again, our personal opinion, please do not play this game. Um, a lot of this stuff is maybe harmless, but why risk it? Um, right. Next week, uh, got some more stuff going. Uh, we were off last week, and we do apologize for that. But uh, we also will be on um, what's Jerry's new name for her show? Am Amazing Grace Radio, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah. We'll be on that show as well to talk about premonitions. So stay tuned for that. We will get you the link as soon as we have it. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I don't have anything else other than thank you for always listening to Paratruth Radio. We've enjoyed talking to you guys um, for the past almost, let's see, we started in 2014, so we're on our sixth year, or seventh year. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So stay tuned for all the great stuff coming from Paratruth Radio, as long as all the other shows that we have on New Lantern Media, which is Paranormal Heart, Beyond Reason, which I hope to start doing some episodes for that. Um, and let's talk about it. And we may have another one coming very soon, so stay tuned for that as well. So until next week, folks, where you'll find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. This is This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.